Real spoilers powered by ReviewSTL.com. Warning, the following film discussion will ruin the ending of any movie you haven't seen. Example, Bruce Willis is dead at the end of The Sixth Sense. See how I ruined it for you? Just like that. Here are a few more. Silent Breed is people! I am the father. Get it? Real spoilers. You've been warned. Broadcasting from the Lush But Not Lavish studios located in the basement of the O'Keefe Institute for Advanced Film Snarkitude, this is Real Spoilers, episode 563, the not box office report for the week ending March <laughs> Nothing has been more apropos yes. than that statement. <laughs> and I love that necessarily it's just gone now. Well, because yeah, the, there isn't one. That's why when we yeah, first right, started right. calling them not box office reports, I'm like, but we're still talking about the box office. So like, I don't, I don't like yeah. that. And so that's why I added the necessarily. It's not necessarily the box office report because there will be more. And now it is officially not the box office report. So think about this for a second, though. Since we started this podcast, or let's just say since you've been alive, even did you ever think there would just be no box office ever? I mean, I never even entertained like, the notion. Like, it's not even right. anything I've ever thought about and dismissed because, like, why wouldn't yeah. there be, you know? Right. I mean, movies are such a part of life. And, you know, you would think at least for as long as you can remember, you know, or not as long as you remember, but I mean, for recent years, one comes out a week, maybe two, maybe five, six lately. Like, to the fact that there would just be no movies, you're right. I would never even think that's a possibility. No, it's very, it's very weird to see zeros. Uh, on the box office two weeks in a row like one week maybe maybe there's like a weird you know something weird happens where it's one yeah. week and that happens but not two in a row no and yeah, no. I don't think that's going to end anytime soon no I don't think so either I think we're uh, I think this is all a ploy by Hollywood to get oh, to geez. close all to close all the theaters <laughs> let me let me put on my tinfoil hat that's uh <laughs> well you you do have a podcast so you're halfway there I, that's true yeah that's a good point yeah so, right, right. so uh we should probably go around the virtual table and everyone can introduce themselves this is joe this is kevin and this is tom i love the fact that we introduce ourselves in the same order even though we're no longer <laughs> at a table it's just, i mean it's muscle memory it's, at this it's point it's a creature of habit <laughs> just, like I, if yeah. i don't follow my routine yeah. i will my life will spiral out of control well then your life must be spiraling because nobody can you fo- have you have no idea nobody can follow their routine right now <laughs> yeah. so um uh in case you can't tell or by the references we've made so far we are doing this virtually we are social distancing this is our second episode in the row that we or i guess second week third episode yeah uh that we've done that way and um Thankfully, we did because Joe's house got the Rona. We did. Yeah, we got hit. Uh, we found out actually last Sunday after we recorded. Wow. Is when we found out. Uh, yeah. So just I mean, I'm sure there's there's all kinds of folks out there that uh, like us are stuck inside. But I am legitimately stuck inside. I can't go anywhere for the next uh, 10 days because so, my wife was exposed. So let me ask you a question uh, about that real quick. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so if, if you're doing the social distancing, people can still go to the grocery store and stuff. Sure. I'm assuming yeah. you can't even do that. Correct. No. So, no. I mean, do, I could be a and do it. Right. But, but, but no. don't, um, is it like legal though? Is it like, I know there's laws about social distancing. If you have it, is it actually illegal to go out and be with people though? I mean, there's no, there's no, uh, no, it's not illegal, but you all also, I haven't been tested. So, no. and I don't, I don't, f- 
feel like I have it, but there's like, a, I feel but fine. That's part of the problem, right? You can have it right. and never develop symptoms, or you, your symptoms could develop tomorrow, but you've had it for four days. Like you, correct? You don't know. So, right. um, so how are you getting the things? Like, how are you? So our our rule, like we've Instacarted a lot, sure. And then I've I have Is, met that like I've gone to the front like I see them you know I know they're here I go to the front door and I was like hey just a heads up like just if you just want to leave that stuff right there on the on the like not the porch but like the the concrete but you know, like this before the steps right right just leave it leave it there and I will come get it and that way like you go back to your car like it's all good like we you know uh, I'll I'll walk out there and go get that way there's no. Uh, cross contamination. We don't, you know, we don't touch hands or anything. Right. We actually got uh, Grubhub yesterday, and the uh, the dude was wearing gloves, so like I wasn't, you know, he had gloves and a mask on, so I wasn't that concerned about it. So I just kind of took the food from him. Right. But yeah, for the most part, we're just we're insta. It's crazy too, because like Instacart, uh, we let's see. So I placed an order Friday. And it said the first available delivery date is today. Oh wow! Like that's yeah. how bad. And then and now Instacart's going on strike. Oh no like, way! Yeah. So like on, starting on Monday, they're not delivering. What are they trying to do? I, I mean, maybe it's just a safety concern. Yeah, is what I would guess. So I this... mean, it's just like those stupid idiots at GameStop. We're like, we're essential. We need to stay open. It's like, <laughs> well, no, you're not. Like, so it's not that important. Is it a strike or the company's just like this is too dangerous now and we're not going to do it? I think it's the drivers who are saying we're not doing it. Interesting. Yeah, that, I, mean, I mean that was that be, was mine because impression. it's like a gig for hire. So like they could just stop doing it. They don't have to announce it. They could just be like, "No, nah, I'm out." You know. Yeah, that's that was my. I mean, it made headlines. I don't. I don't. I didn't read the headline. Like I have given up reading uh, any sort of news at this point, just because it's just uh, nonstop doom and gloom. Yeah. And well, after after a week of it, I'm like, I can't do it anymore. Like I just can't. I've got an article if you guys want to hear what Instacart is doing. Yes, please. Yeah, yeah. So according to CNN Business, this is from Saturday, so about 19 hours ago it said it was posted. Instacart shoppers plan strike over treatment during pandemic. Uh, the article out in New York says some Instacart shoppers are planning to strike on Monday, accusing the company of not providing them enough protections during the coronavirus pandemic. The strike is being called for by Instacart shoppers and a newly formed nonprofit called Gig Workers Collective. So I guess they've got their own kind of union thing now. It was first reported Friday by Vice. In a quote, they say, Instacart has still not provided essential protections to shoppers on the front lines. That's interesting. That could prevent them from being carriers, falling ill themselves, or worse, Instacart shoppers and gig workers collective. Oh, so shoppers. I'm sorry. I was confused. So shoppers. I, I was like, shoppers, are, shoppers are the guys that are going to the, the store. Employers. Yeah, I was, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I was struggling that with that, too, at first, because I'm yeah. like, well, if I'm a shopper, I just want uh, There's lots of apps I don't shop with. I'm not on strike. Yeah. But the, that's like, what they refer to the people that are doing the shopping on your behalf. Yes, yeah. it's like this is such a newer thing. Like we're not totally familiar with the lingo, so I get right. it. So basically, they're just saying that Instacart is not probably providing masks and stuff. All the people are, I'm guessing, providing all this themselves, and they're like, you know, if we're yeah, gonna, probably we're going to do this, you should at least pay to you know protect us, or maybe. Uh, you know, I'm just speculating here because they're vague with the not yeah. providing protections, but maybe like they're not providing enough, like, um, you know, like the person has to come meet them outside or leave it. Like maybe they want more of those kind of. But in in fairness, I mean, Instacart isn't in every city like they You know what I mean? Like, no. How are they supposed to provide those things, especially 
if the, those things at the moment are kind of ungettable, right? And so, yeah. yeah, it's it's tough, man. Like it is, it is. Uh, I've never seen. It's funny. I just saw a meme the other day that said, uh, "For millennials, which I am a millennial, unfortunately, by like a year, but it's just like our formative teenage years. We had this massive terrorist attack. In our early twenties, we had a crippling recession. In our, you know, like." early early to mid adulthood we've had we've had this pandemic like what the hell are middle age like what are we gonna what, what's next what could we what could possibly be next Wham. coming down the pike for us i grew up knowing that at any moment there could be a full-scale nuclear war yeah, and they made <laughs> they made made for tv movies yeah. about it like hey here's what here's what here's how awful nuclear war is gonna be yeah right like, <laughs> So I'm reading a little bit further in the article, which is probably good to do. Uh, and it says, <laughs> it says demands include providing workers with safety items, including hand sanitizer, disinfectant wipes, sprays, hazard pay, and an expansion of its coronavirus pay to include those with underlying health conditions. The workers specified in the medium post that they wanted an extra $5 per order and a default tip of at least 10% of the total. I feel like that's not unreasonable. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, to me it sounds pretty reasonable, but I don't know what the financials of, you know, that may make them lose money on every order and then, you know, I, I don't know how it works. But if it's an add-on, they, then the consumer's paying it, not the company. The company's right. concerned that yeah. they'll get fewer orders if they switch to that. But honestly, right now, people are just going to pay it. I mean, I, I don't want to encourage people to gouge, but but also this this is, the, that's, a, that's a real thing at the moment. You know what I mean? That it's like, yeah. that that they are risking themselves and it's not yeah. something you want to do. You're hiring this person to go brave a pandemic. So you don't have to. Right. So if right. there's an extra fee for that, like a, an extra reasonable fee for that, that, that seems fair to me. Yeah. To, to me, it's like, if you're not gout, like if it's 10% of the order and five bucks and you're, and like that person is willing to go out to a store and buy my stuff for me. Sure. Well, yeah. here's the deal. Like when you talk about essential businesses, it's like this is the perfect example, first of all, <laughs> yeah. of an essential business. Second of all, I guarantee you why they're doing this is because you've got a bunch of assholes out there not tipping them when they're out there. So they're probably oh, for sure. I yeah. guarantee for they're sure. out here doing this for virtually free without a guaranteed tip. So I, I agree. I'm all for this because I just know the way it is. I mean, you know that you've been to restaurants and talked to, you know, Katie, my wife used to be a uh, server like people will just not tip and be like, well, no. Did you just stop yourself from saying waitress? Well, well, she was a bartender and a oh, okay, server. Okay. So like, I was I like, was, is it, are we not allowed to say waitress anymore? <laughs> no, I was trying to think of how to describe it because she was mainly a bartender, but she would also okay. have tables, you know? Um, I'm with you. So, but like, there are people out there that, I, I mean, I definitely think it's a minority of people, but there are people out there that are like, yeah, it's not my job to tip. Like, the business should pay them more, and they don't understand how the whole economy of servers yeah. and bartenders works and all that. So, you just got to imagine that people are Instacarting and having people buy $200 worth of groceries, and they're like just not tipping them. Ugh, which would be so crazy using your gas you're braving the pandemic like i'd be fed up too and knowing that some people are doing that so i agree like yeah just tack it on there and if people don't want to use that service they can get their asses out there and shop for themselves yeah right you right? can go to you can go to schnooks <laughs> and uh, you know brave the whatever's left on the shelves yeah good luck so, so you're using you're using one ply toilet paper because everything all the good stuff is gone yeah. oh i picked I up hope. i picked up more toilet paper on friday Smart man. I, I had to. I don't know why. I had but, to stand you know. in line. 
I had to stand in line oh to get into a Costco. What? It's crazy. What was it? Like the old the, the old thing where you have to have like a like a ticket to like rations when you were getting an when you get an autograph or something. Yeah. And you're like if you don't have this ticket, you don't get the autograph. Yeah. <laughs> so have have either of you guys? Well, I guess Joe hasn't. But have you nope. been to a Costco recently? Nope. I I haven't been to Costco. I went to Sam's Club, but I think it was like right. Sam's is not. So happened. I went to Costco and Sam's on the yeah. same day, and they're handling it yeah. totally different. So Sam's is okay. like, come on in, whatever. Costco is like a trendy New York nightclub. So okay. <laughs> they only are letting people in the. They won't let have more than 128 people in the store at the time, and they're letting what a weird number. And they're letting. Well, now that might vary from store to store based on size. Oh, okay, you know, okay. but um, and I I. I think that includes staff because there was hardly anybody in. They were letting us in like 10 at a time and we had to line up out front. There's a guy with a clicker. Like it was like it was it was like waiting to get into a nightclub. I I had to blow a bouncer to get into Costco. <laughs> I, it must be like it must be like 25% of the occupancy or something. Yeah, and so Oh, that's probably true. And, that's probably true. And so then like when you go to the register instead of just going up to a register, you go to like a stop point and then someone points you to that register when it's empty and uh and then you Do they have big they have big plexiglass like in front of the register? Yes, they put up the plexiglass ah, okay, and then okay. you, you hold your membership card and they scan it, right? Like you don't okay. hand them your card anymore. And then, wow. uh, and then on the way out, they just like look at your receipt. They don't like. They used to take <laughs> it and put a check mark on it. Now they just look at it and they're like, "You're good, whatever." Yeah, close enough. Yeah, I'd, it's crazy. I've never really understood that. Anyway, that's such a weird thing. Like when you're when you have two carts or a huge cart full of stuff, and the person looks at your receipt and they're just like, "Oh, yep." I mean, <laughs> like I think I. I mean, so when I was in grade school, we used to we used to have like a snack shack. Okay. Uh, and we would like, and if you worked for student council, you would go on like a Wednesday or what it took to Costco, and you would go and get stock up for the next week. You know, that's By Wednesday the Hershey was, like, bars the stock and whatnot. Day. Yeah, exactly. And I, from what I remember, is like they would look for. It's almost like a lawyer. It, they would look for like certain items right, on yeah. the receipt, and then like look for those one or two items, and then they'd be like, "Nah, it's close enough." It's like a Good spot enough. check. Like, yeah. right? These, these Catholic kids are are fine. They're not going to steal because it's Sam's. Well, jokes on them, but it's Sam's. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, like they have a scanner at the door, and they just scan one item in the cart. And then I guess if it's not in the car, I, so I think they're just playing the law of averages. Oh, I see. And I think it's also an intimidation factor that if you're gonna, sure. if you're gonna steal, you know you got to run this gauntlet, and like yeah. you're rolling the dice that they're gonna scan something you actually paid for. I do also ha- think it's a protective measure to make sure that like did they scan the dog food that's on the bottom of the cart, or if you oh. bought an add-on, like I've had them well, buy stamps, and they'll be like, "Did you get your stamps?" Like, oh, mm. yeah, they totally forgot to hand me the stamps, and I'd go back and get them. So, I mean, I think it's, oh, wow. it serves that purpose, too. But So, Joe, uh, yes. so the Rona, um, yeah. uh, so your wife actually has it. Yes. And so yes. what experience is she having at the moment? Uh, so it's, I would put it somewhere between, like, a mild flu and a medium cold. Like, it's definitely not, like, just, like, a chest cold. There's definitely some uh other symptoms going on but it and i and i don't want to downplay i understand that like everybody's experience with this thing is different sure. and our experience so far knock on wood uh hasn't been as bad 
So I'm like guessing you guys never... are healthy, though. Like, you guys are right. mid-30s healthy. Your like, wife is young. She's we are 12. Late, we are late 30s and healthy. <laughs> but not to try to, I'm not trying to, like, give me your whole health history, but I'm just saying for the most part, like, you don't, there's not underlying conditions that would exacerbate no. the. No, 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 no. Okay. There's been plenty of exacerbating, I'll tell you that. Well, yeah, because you can't touch her. <laughs> I know. That's what I'm talking about. There's I set been lots that of, one up for you. You're lots welcome. of exacerbation. So, but she, uh, but, but, so but yeah, the so doctor, she's never had a fever. The doctor during this period, though, instructed her to give you a hall pass, though, right? So, uh, I mean, a hall pass, like I can walk down the hallway. <laughs> like, that's as far as I've, I've made it in this house. Uh, so we've never had a, no fever, uh, none of the scary symptoms that have been reported uh we she's basically had um bot like so let's see so she was exposed on last tuesday no yes last tuesday can you uh, say she got the call like can you say how she, can you say how she was exposed i cannot okay yeah uh i can tell you off air yeah but i can't say it on air okay. oh it was her hall um, pass yeah right <laughs> <laughs> they're swingers uh so, like, after we were recording, uh, I fell asleep on the couch because I work at night. And then she came down and she was like, look, this is, you know, she, I was exposed. She got tested on that Sunday. So a week ago she was tested. And the result. And then so as soon as she found out on Sunday, I went we went in lockdown. Right. Like, we didn't leave the house. I told work and work. I'll give my work credit. And um, they've been great. Like, they've been very accommodating. So I feel bad for the folks out there that aren't getting paid, you know, right. Like, that sucks. I, I get it. And I think that's a, I'm not going to get on a political soapbox, but I think this is a, uh, great example of why maybe there needs to be some changes in healthcare and sick time and things like that. Yeah. So are they making um, unemployed? I think right now, yeah. which is insane at one are, time, like just, I mean, that's so far like 3 million almost instantly they had to deal yeah. with, but it's, right. it's not relevant. Ahead, according, it's not relevant according to the, yeah, right. That's, That's what I'm saying. Literally what they yeah. said. Those numbers aren't relevant. So no. anyway, <laughs> um, uh, so are they making you burn PTO sick time or are they just like, no, you're good? No, I'm burning. I'm burning sick time, which is fine. Sure. Like I had plenty built up. Um, if it so apparent if it goes past what I have, I will be paid. Gotcha. But you got to use so, your stuff first. I got to use my stuff. Seems first. fair. Um. Yeah, so we found out, on, and then we went locked down on Sunday. Uh, every, you know, the we got she got the results back on Tuesday. That's how long this took. Is I mean, Sunday to Tuesday is how I mean, and that was her like calling and pressuring for information. Right, oh. like there was no, you know, uh, and then as of Tuesday, we found out she had tested positive, and then we were locked down again. Like so, the near fourteen days start Starts from your from the positive test from when the results come back or when you took the test. From when the results come back. So if they take, so if you get it back in two days, your four, yeah. fourteen days starts. in. if you get it back in five days, your fourteen days starts then. Yep, that's that's interesting. Dumb. Yeah. Okay. So, so did she freak yeah. out when she found out she had corona, or was she just like, "Well, I guess it looks like I got the rona." We we thought that. I mean, we kind of had this. We thought that one of the two of us were going to get it. We're both in. Um, public service right so like we are around people all the time uh her clientele is a little bit different than mine so she was probably at higher risk than i was um but we've kind of figured that one of the two of us were going to get it right um so it was just a matter of figuring out what 
our life was going to be like for the next month and a half or for the next half a month rather uh you know with the girl so gwen our our youngest was kind of our main concern um she was born uh like two months early right and they had to give like a uh a, a steroid shot to increase the um development of her lungs mm, okay. so we were we that is that is kind of our concern um but so far everybody has been perfectly healthy with the exception of my wife <laughs> right so with the s- symptoms she's manifesting if if she did not know she was exposed, if she had not been tested, would she think that she had something or would she just think, I feel a little under the weather, but power through? Uh, I think so. Gwen had been sick uh, like the week before with a cold, which was fine. Like, that's the thing is like and then I got the cold. Right. So we I mean, if you if we hadn't if we hadn't found out that she had been uh, tested positive, it, we would have just assumed that it she got the cold, right? Like that—that's the level uh, of symptoms that she had. Is that it was basically it just felt like a cold, you know, like and, and we're adults, right? Like we just power through stuff, right? You know, yeah. we're not you get the sniffles all the time. What else you gonna do, yeah. right? We gotta go to work. We gotta take the kids to this class. We, you know, you just power through. So that's the scary part. That's the problem. And it's not right. your fault. Yeah. It's just that's the problem worldwide is that so you've not only have people that know they have it, you have all these people that don't have any symptoms. And then you've got the other people that have symptoms of something small. And they're just like, yeah, like you said, life is normal. Like we got to yeah. we're adults. We go to work, all that stuff. So it's it's scary because that can be spread from, you know, A and B group, you know, which again, right. not that they're doing anything selfish or bad. It's just that they don't know. And then someone with a weakened immune system interacts with them or even, you know, it, it, depending on how long it could last, you touch something, you cough, some particle gets on something and then someone unsuspecting comes along and gets it. And it's like that, right. that could be game over. Right. I, we were actually, I, I was going to go start the cars cause they haven't been started in, yeah. five days yeah and i was like when how long does this thing sit like on a surface and she was like oh it could be like 17 days i was yeah. like well i'm not starting your car <laughs> like i'm not gonna take any like our our hugs and like our only physical interaction have been like chest bumps <laughs> it's like hey good hey good game all right see you later bye don't like don't touch me <laughs> yeah it varies i i don't remember the exact thing but like different surfaces have different times so there's like you know, metal surface. I don't want to say the wrong stats and we could probably look it up, but I know that like some surfaces are like eight hours, some are two days. It's I think it depends on how, on how porous a surface is. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Okay. So and then the scare, the, the other part that sucks is if, uh, either, either of the girls or myself test positive or start to develop symptoms that 14 days starts, starts over. over. Right. Yeah. So then I'm stuck in here for another 14 days. So, but now well, that she has gotten it, she shouldn't be able to re-get it, right? Who, Leanne? Yeah. Correct. So now she's got, like, a superpower. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, that's all, you know, that's, uh, she's like uh, our own, she's going through a metamorphosis. She's like her own inhuman. Right. She can, yeah. she can go uh, undercut all the Instacart yeah. workers <laughs> because she's not worried anymore, right? I, I, yeah, how much exactly. you want to bet if Instacart does this, these companies are so <laughs> shitty, they're going to be like, oh, you've already had the corona? Well, then we don't have to pay you all this We don't have money. to pay you. <laughs> oh, jeez. Right. 
So but, I looked up, and this is from about a week ago. So, you know, I know things are rapidly evolving, but at least on this study, they said that analysis shows the virus can remain viable in the air for up to three hours. So think about that, just going in and breathing recycled air from someone three hours ago um, on copper for four hours, on cardboard for 24 hours. So cardboard, all those Amazon packages you're getting, 24 yeah. hours, and uh, plastic and stainless steel for up to 72 hours. So it's invisible. I mean, I mean, I know most sicknesses are, but I mean, you could not even be thinking of it. So like, oh, yeah, I'm getting this box or this box has been sitting here for, you know, 10 hours or whatever. Like at that point, you may not be thinking about washing your hands right after because this is something that's been sitting there. Right. Like you're not you're not in protection mode. Like, hey, I'm out in the store. I'm on full alert. You're at your home and you got some mail. I mean, that's that's I mean, so my wife ordered me uh, like shorts for my birthday mm-hmm. they came from hong kong <laughs> and i was like hmm i don't think i'm getting those shorts <laughs> to get some shorts <laughs> they're, well they're like uh i mean i don't even know how to describe them they're kind of like yoga pants i guess <laughs> gross yoga is like pants. the only way i put them on and she was just like oh apparently chi- like asian men aren't built like you and i was like no they're not i have the thighs and butt of an athlete and they don't oh all like those because all those asian sizes run way small way small. I, yes they, i now i she goes oh now i get it i go what are you talking about and she was like now i understand yoga pants and i was like what oh are you looking at my butt and she was like yeah uh, like, <laughs> <laughs> sounds like bicycle even, shorts even her even her they they are close yeah like even her mom said something and i was like well that's all right <laughs> <laughs> now you made it weird so yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> so are you I, real quick uh, before? So now that obviously you guys are in a house with someone that has it, I would think that uh, doctors and testing would take you as like a priority testing person. Are you after 14 Honestly, days going to get tested? I don't know. I mean, I don't I'm not sure uh, unless I present symptoms. No, but you had direct contact. I mean, dude, you don't even like so other like horror stories. Yeah. Um. I have a, a friend. A friend of my wife's took their two daughters who were running high fevers to the hospital, and they wouldn't test them. Like they couldn't for sure say that they had a direct contact with somebody. But their two kids who were running high fevers, they're like, I don't know. Here's a here's an inhaler, four hundred bucks. But you got to go to the drive through things now. Those are set up, so I think you can go to I, those. I don't even. I don't even know if you could like. The, I know that they have uh, loosened the criteria to get tested. Yeah, but I don't think they've loosened it enough like it's still a pretty tight thing to get tested well you saw the numbers go up i mean uh and if i mean if if anyone is still doubting how serious this is which i don't know how with the data that's out there but if you're doubting it so on friday i was just telling tom this yesterday or maybe the end of thursday there had been a thousand deaths due to coronavirus in the u.s and on saturday it was over two thousand deaths so yeah, you're talking it's, about it's in like the span of a day, day and a half, you know, between those two numbers, it doubled. And I mean, what what's changed from Thursday to now? Like as far as what precautionary measures, what other laws, like nothing's changed and it's already doubled. So if you can see that trend, unless we do something else, it's not just going to go, okay, we got these 2000. Now we're good. Like this is a real problem. Right, yeah. Yeah. It's a big problem. And, you know. He, he, uh, he who will not be named, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll give, I, I will not give him a lot of credit, but I mean, talking to, what do you get GM, like GM to start building ventilators. 
And well, it's like, they, yeah, why didn't we do that forever ago? Yeah, like, they, let's let's move on this. They were, like, and then they weren't. Then they were again. Like I, right? I, I like don't I, I, I get that. Like this is a kind of unprecedented in modern times. Like, what was it? The Spanish flu was like the last time anything on this level happened. But it's like, come on! Like the people, like it's bad. Like it's not. It's not. It's not a joke. Like it's not uh, a hoax or anything like that. Like this is some serious stuff. And you know, uh, you know, well, that's where I'll leave it. I don't. What's have... <laughs> what's the number? I mean, I I talked to Tom about this in the chat privately. You know, just because I I told him those alarming numbers. I'm like, this is crazy as we've thought it has been for a while now. But like, what's the magic number? You went from a thousand deaths sure. to two thousand. Yeah, right, right, right. From Thursday to Saturday, a thousand to two thousand. What is the number where they go? Oh yeah, this is really serious. We knew it was bad, but like this is let's we're not going to mess around anymore. Like countries on lockdown. Let's make a national law. Like what do you think the number right. is, Joe? What it, to me the number should be one. Right. It, I mean, well, it, I don't it, think I, I think that's, that's the number. I would one is not the number. <laughs> one, one person dies all the well, time. Like, okay, that's, that's fair. You know, that's fair. Like, <laughs> so like that's maybe swinging the pendulum too far the other way. That's fair. But I I do wonder if that number is going to be three thousand because then people are going to say it's worse than nine eleven. Oh, is that what the number was for nine eleven? Was three around there? I I don't know the exact number, but but it's around three thousand. Okay, yeah, that's that's a good point, and that's I mean that's really all we as Americans we can compare it to in modern right. Yeah, in modern day, we're, you know, we're like that's pretty that protected, the, and we've been pr- the thing that made our country stop. Yeah, because I mean, because we we're pretty sheltered as a nation from things like this because yeah. we have put all these measures in place that protect us from things like this and then we dismantled them right so well we we didn't well <laughs> no we elected someone and he did so we did <laughs> correct so we did uh well all right fair that's enough. how that's how democracy that is, that's works true. that's how democracy yeah, works right. so i mean we did right now i mean this this recording as all podcasts are, are time capsules and so we had mentioned that on Saturday midday they were had just crossed two thousand deaths. We're recording Sunday morning and they're at two thousand two hundred and twenty nine. So that's how yeah, that's so how quickly it's three thousand three thousand is definitely I mean uh not in the like that could still happen. I yeah, mean three thousand I'm honestly it'll probably it's going to happen. It'll probably happen tomorrow. By the time you're hearing this episode, we <laughs> yeah, will have, you will maybe. already know yeah. the answer to this question. Yeah, but, that's a good point. But so, it's like what what will it I mean, how long are people that still don't believe it's serious gonna sit around and say it's not serious like these are legit numbers as in i mean they've been for a while now but i can't comprehend a person going yeah it's not that bad like this is crazy well i think no, it's that bad but i i think the what what you're going to see though is is the numbers not going to matter it's going to be when it hits your neighborhood because right now i think a lot of people it's it's regional and if you live in the middle of the state of missouri and you're like well but that's people in new york like, you know, that's Seattle. Sure. That's not us. That won't happen here. And right. so And then all of a sudden all of a sudden you don't have a neighbor. Right. And well and the other problem you know? too is it's gonna take a lot less to to do damage in those smaller areas because I mean you, you get into the to the, the boot heel of Missouri as we call it. I mean, how many ventilators do you think that hospital has? For sure, you know that's a great point. There's a good yeah. chance it's only got four or five, and you know maybe, so, maybe, yeah. So you're you're going to overwhelm that hospital real quick, real quick. So anyway, enough of Corona Corner. Uh, but yeah, so have, just so everybody knows, like we're okay. Yeah, like every this house is okay. Like my house is fine. 
We're just waiting it out. Yeah. That's kind of what we're doing. So so is well, there any, any movie news to speak of? Yeah, I mean, you know, there's a little stuff here and there. <laughs> I, I don't remember what was canceled the last time we talked, but I mean, it's been, we, we know that Wonder Woman was pushed. Um, pretty much everything that's in the recent or like the upcoming for the next months, like it's, it's basically until further notice. I mean, yeah. there's no yeah. timeline of theaters opening back up. And they had even, like, China thought they were kind of over this. Like, they had, you know, done their isolation thing and the numbers were going way down. And they actually opened theaters back up. They were doing, like, old movies. They were putting Avengers back in theaters. They did a uh, re release of, or at least were planning to do a Harry Potter 3D. So the first movie redone in 3D. And uh, they closed their theaters back down. So, I mean, I think it was silly for them to even try. But it just shows you how serious it is that they're like, yeah, nope, not doing it. Yeah, it's man, it's it's just it, like I think that's the scary part is like there's just when you think uh, you're okay, yeah. it's almost like a horror movie, right? Yeah. Like almost when you think you've made it to the end and you've killed the monster at the last possible second, the monster comes back and it's just like, well, I guess we're doing a part two. Great, that- fantastic. Yeah, that's the whole like going back too soon thing. That's the scary part when when people are talking about like, yeah, I want to, I want people back in public by Easter. It's like Whoa, you're gonna ru- you're gonna risk everyone. I mean, yeah, it may seem like it's getting better for a second, but if you go back too soon, you're just throwing people right, right back into it. <laughs> it is it is I would I would compare it to like a sports injury. Is like yeah. unless that unless you're completely healed. And you come back too soon, and you're going back at the, at the same speed you were going before. Yeah, you're going to get hurt again. Like that's that that injury isn't going to be better uh, unless you're completely healed, and it's going to take some time. Like it's not going to. This is not an easy fix. Yeah. I, I think that's a good analysis. So, I mean, movie theaters closed indefinitely. Uh, releases uh, closed indefinitely. Uh, we've still got uh, Trolls World Tour, which was the first one that was announced that would go straight to VOD. Uh, that's like a theatrical level movie. Uh, that one's going to be coming out here pretty soon. Um, Do we know the pricing on that yet? Say it one more time. Do we know the pricing on that yet? Uh, that one was going to be a $20 rental. Gotcha. I just thought it was interesting because, like, I... I would love to see some stats on how many people are 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 renting a movie at that price point because yep I'm I, in the I'm in the same boat because I had a a lady I work with so she likes movies but not like we like movies but she goes all the time <laughs> and yeah. and she was like oh recommend a movie for me to watch so I just texted back oh Invisible Man and she's like yeah we saw that but twenty dollars to rent no thanks and uh, like it's you know yeah. and I. You know, I was, it's, a, it's a big price. And I was point. like, well, how, but you know, but she like lives in the house with like four or five people, and I'm like, divide right. that. If you went to the movie theater, you and you could go see Invisible Man for five bucks a person, you wouldn't think twice. But there's just, I think, a psychological hurdle for a lot of people. I was gonna say that, yeah, it's like to, this to, invisible barrier. But right, I mean, oh, oh. yeah, <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, sorry, uh, but I it. To me, yeah, I'm still sticking with the same thing I've been saying for weeks. If you have more than two people in a household, I mean, that's an average ten dollars a ticket price. The national average, which you know is is like nine fifty or whatever, and that's including places that are like twenty bucks or eighteen in New York, L.A. So if you have, I, I get for like single people that don't that are paying it for one person, it's expensive. But man, if you got a family of four watching Trolls for for twenty bucks, that's a bargain. Yep. I, yeah, I wonder. I mean, take out the concessions and all that stuff. Right. I wonder if you. I wonder if you'll see different areas being more apt to get over that 
hump because movie ticket prices are more expensive. Like, so are people in New York more apt to oh yeah to pay a twenty dollar rental fee than somebody in you know Wyoming, Paducah? They has to, yeah. yeah. I mean, it it has to. New Yorkers, L.A., they're used to seventeen, eighteen dollar tickets. I mean, for them, a twenty dollar in your own home and be safe surcharge. Yeah. Plus, like, they might have to pay to park. No- right? Oh my gosh! Yeah. yeah, exactly. There's not like you know, I mean, if you do have a car, yeah, there's probably paid parking everywhere, and then if not, you're taking a taxi and paying them to get there. So yeah, I, I, it's a totally different thing, and uh, that's like their AMC stubs in New York and L.A. I think they have to have like the twenty three or twenty four dollar one because that includes the east and west coast theaters where ours oh. is twenty dollars a month because you know yeah <laughs> because you know yeah <laughs> yeah ticket prices aren't quite as expensive here so what happens right. if you have the amc stubs but you happen to be traveling in la and want to see a movie you've got to uh you've got to upgrade to that plan really yeah uh, that's kind of scummy it only works like you can only reserve those theaters it's tiered and again it's like Ours is 20. The one that expands it to a little bit further outside the Midwest is 22. And then I think the coasts are 24, maybe 25 a month. But it's just because, again, I mean, it's like if you don't pay that extra three bucks, you could buy a $18 ticket, but that's not going to help you much. Yeah. You know? No. No, I get it. I, was just, I didn't realize that that's how they did it. So I got uh, my first uh, uh, screener link. Uh, for oh, did for you? an upcoming film, and it's a smaller movie, but but normally I I don't I think this is a big enough movie that I don't think we would have gotten a screener link for it normally. And so normally on the art house movies, it's not uncommon on the really small ones for them to just send a screener link rather than doing an actual screening. But this was for yeah. uh, never, rarely, sometimes, always, and that's a fairly decent size art house movie, right? Like. Oh, interesting. And so they sent on Friday sent a thing about do you want a link for this? So I was like, yes, please, cuz what else <laughs> am I going to do? But What's uh, the uh what's the studio on that one? Hang on, let me look and see. Sure. Let me put on my readers. Oh, yes. <laughs> cuz I know they they pulled the, that new Camille Ninjami movie. It's going straight like, to that's ne- going straight to, that's going straight to Netflix. Yeah. Um Focus. It's a Focus feature. Focus. Okay. okay. Yeah, I, I'm trying to think. I think they do screeners sometimes, but you know, it, it doesn't mean they always do them. So yeah, I just I feel like this was like this did really well in the festival circuit and seemed like it was getting a bigger push than some of the smaller yeah. you know art house movies that never leave the art house. Like those, I get yeah. screener links throughout the year all the time on. It's not, that wouldn't be surprising, but this one and this one had uh, seemed to be getting some pretty solid buzz. At the same nice. time, so I, I I just thought that was interesting that like yeah. we're starting to see that you know yeah already no. already yeah like that's you know well uh, it's tough I mean if your studio has a movie and if especially if they are going to try to really release it on digital platforms like I mean they've still got to get reviews out there totally so yeah yeah, yeah I'm surprised I haven't gotten more like I would have thought you know it was weird for a minute there like Netflix was sending us screener links to review movies. <laughs> And um, and then they just stopped, and I don't understand why they did. But um, because I got that uh, I got a screener link for that uh, uh, Kevin Costner, Woody Harrelson, early days of the FBI, where like oh, Bonnie yeah, and yeah, Clyde yeah. from the point of view of the Justice Department, kind of a thing. And there yeah. was another one, and um, and I I think what they might be struggling with is that. They they want you to watch it within the Netflix platform, 
right? Mm-hmm. Oh, but not sure. everyone has Netflix, and so they did a thing where they're like, "Oh, well, we'll just we're just they just comped everybody Netflix for a month." And I even emailed back. I'm like, "I've already got Netflix. Like, you don't have to comp this. Like, I'm totally." And they were like. And then they were like, we don't have a way to not comp it. Like, we either mm. comp it for all the critics or we don't comp it at all. And so I was just like, oh, okay. So, like, they skipped charging me Netflix for a month. And then I reviewed that. And I can't. There was one other movie that they did through that platform. And it was weird. Like, you, like, logged in and you synced it with your Netflix account. And then it showed up. Like, you just had an extra tab within Netflix for, like, Oh, like interesting. media or promo or something like that and like that w- and those were the two movies that I could watch within that and then when they went live then they just they went away in the in that huh. other tab and but they but they've never circled back around and done it again and then at the end of the year when they were doing like sit you know sending out screeners for awards consideration they just sent them all on DVD and they didn't which is really odd that's so that seems like it's would be like too expensive yeah like i mean not not too expensive for netflix but like that i feel like it's a cost a cost sa- as a cost saving yeah measure it's right. just like yeah just go to the netflix tab like there they are right like just uh. like well you know prove you're a critic and we'll upgrade your plan and you'll be able to get all these things like i don't yeah yeah right right I don't know. you know i think the problem is though that netflix first of all they're so different and they're trying to get into the awards game and and they've been successful in places and sometimes not but you know they're they're trying to become this more mainstream and yeah we make movies that can make awards and you've got all the other studios sending out screeners i think they just don't want to make it a hassle for critics to watch their stuff like even to be like yeah i've got to prove i'm a critic and then give me that tab like they're just like you know, give us your address. We'll send you a screener. Throw it in your pile of screeners, and that way you're not like that's not one more cog in the system. Immediately, I, think, I thought if you want a tab, kid, you got to order something. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's also probably an element of like when you get the screener in the mail, it's a notification that you now have access to this movie. But if oh. uh, if they just like oh we've added it to this thing. And then how do they tell you? They send you an email, one more of a million emails that you get, or mm-hmm. yeah, they send right. you a thing that in the mail disregard. that looks like a screener but says, but it's in your Netflix queue. Like, I mean, there's, uh, there, yeah. I think there's also, it probably feels a little bit like unilateral disarmament if you're not actually pushing it in front of people and being in their screener pile as you're yeah. going through that at the end of the year. Yeah, hmm. I agree. Um, <clears throat> did you guys know that Ryan Reynolds is looking at being a part of a Dragon's Lair movie? Not just being a part of, producing and starring. Like, what? Uh, I mean... that's That seems perfect. I like Dragon's Lair as much as the next person, but I don't know that I... I don't know that I needed this. <laughs> uh, do we really need anything at this yeah. point? Like, is it just you like... You know what? You, well, didn't, I, if, you didn't know you needed a Lego movie. Yeah. yeah. I, I think Dragon Dragon's Lair totally could work as a movie. Yeah, with his kind of meta comedy, because yeah. clearly yeah. they're going to do the Deadpool meta thing where Dirk the Daring's going to be like looking at the camera after he's died 20 times and like talking. You know what I mean? Like it, it, that's what they're going to set it up for. And with him, I mean, he's the guy that can make it work. Certainly. I just I had not heard of this. And then I'm like Ryan Reynolds in a Dragon's <laughs> Lair movie. OK, if if it works, I want a Space Ace movie. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> that's what I would love. Got it. Oh. Sure. Yeah, but he's got that one coming out. Well, 
Oh. supposed to come out this summer yeah where f- he's like he's an npc right yeah that should be fu- i mean that was supposed to be pretty funny I, I i don't know if it had shown at a festival or something or if it was just buzz but um yeah it's like i can't remember free man or something or is that what, yeah something. free guy or something free, yeah yeah i remember dragon's lair is the first video game that costs more than a quarter that's oh. when it's oh, man. Well, you you had that Don Bluth animation. Oh yeah, I mean, but it was like, like that was that yeah. And those mach- and the, that and Space Eight, but those were the first ones where it was like fifty cents to play the game. And then Dragon's Lair <laughs> was like you would die so quick. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, right, like, right, right. You know, because it was basically just flipping a coin over and over again. You yeah. know, yeah. You're just like, well, yeah. All right, I guess well, I'll pump another seven bucks in this. And movie. those machines were always getting broken because if memory serves it was essentially a giant laser disc player yeah that was yeah and so it was like if somebody would like jostle the machine get mad and like you know <laughs> and it would like throw that disc out of alignment and so the, mm-hmm. mach- the so those machines were always down always down yeah Oh my oh, gosh! Well, look at look at arcades now. I mean, if you even go to an arcade, Do they have or, arcades now. Like is Dave that even and, a thing? Dave and Buster's would be oh, that's your true, that's closest true. Yeah, chain. Yeah, yeah. But uh, there's a lot of games there that cost what is equivalent to two dollars per play. Oof! Yeah, two dollars yeah. a play. Like I try to teach Ryan, I'm like, we can either get the pass to play games all day, and you don't get tickets because tickets are worthless. Like I'll buy you whatever you want in there for four cents. <laughs> but you know, I'm like, we can either play all day and have fun, or you can have like ten, fifteen bucks, you know, after we eat or whatever, and you can play the ticket games. But you're gonna have more fun with the other stuff, and then you're you're not just gonna get like ten Tootsie Rolls and a kazoo. <laughs> for 20 bucks you know it's 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 just crazy so it's ryan like all the ryan doesn't games. see the value of a mustache comb yeah I, uh, <laughs> so i didn't i've oh. been to dave and busters in forever i didn't know they had like a pass that you could yeah that's what the is new that? thing and like even what? chuck e cheese tried to replicate it on their like non-ticket winning games because uh, the arcade machines are just sitting there like with with home video game consoles with right. mobile gaming people just won't go to arcades anymore so they figure let's lease this real estate and yeah dave and busters is like sometimes they do and it may be certain days but it's like 20 25 bucks that's it for all day play racing games you know shooter games uh fighter games you know anything that doesn't give you a ticket reward uh you know so you can play mario kart and you can play house of the dead and star wars and all this stuff it's an awesome value so do they do anything to stop people from just setting up camp and living in a machine all day uh they i mean i think there's kind of like that uh unspoken rule where like people line up in a machine and if you die you know you should pass it off but and i don't know if they actually enforce it i'm sure if someone went to a you know one of the worker guys in the referee shirts and was like hey it's been three hours right i'm, I'm yeah. per- you know i think they would do something he's been, he's been standing he's been, he hasn't left to pee like yeah. we would like right. to play that game please it's been so long since i've been in arcades like when i when i when i would go it was like you would claim the machine by putting your quarters in the thing yeah. to, to up yes. top to be like this is how many times i'm gonna play and then when you're out of quarters you're supposed to walk away but yeah. uh yeah that's i mean when we, it, we went to we went to our, for your wedding yeah that's right yeah. my wedding reception was at a dave and yeah. busters and because yeah. <laughs> i it was great yeah because i you, it's a second wedding so it didn't need to be big and fancy and i don't feel like it was low end like we were still dressed up no. and stuff but yeah. no he gave us he gave us each three quarters it was I great gave, i gave everybody <laughs> a, a card with 10 bucks on it so um and there was food and drink 
like the on top yeah. of that. Oh yeah, but that um, was fun. I will tell you what. I would rather go to a wedding at a Dave and Buster's right than just a normal wedding where there's an hour ceremony and then you go and there's a dance floor and a buffet or whatever. Like you know, what I mean, like it was way more fun. Well, well you know, you just described your wedding. Yeah. <laughs> Did I? <laughs> yeah. My wedding was pretty cool. <laughs> but, hey, I uh, yeah, because at my wedding. That's true. That's a good point. When we were when we were planning it, Crystal was just like, and, and just so people know, like we still had the ceremony at a regular place. You know, yeah. actually, it was outside. Wasn't it, it was in a, like a greenhouse kind of a thing. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And and uh, and then we had the reception at Dave and Buster's. But Crystal was like, if you could have your wedding reception anywhere what would you do she's like if you didn't have to worry about what i thought of it because i was just like our friends don't we're not dancers like so having a dj we'd all just sit there and look at them you know and uh (laughs) i was like i'd hire a chuck e cheese i'd I'd run out of chuck e cheese and put all the games on free play and just because we knew that like the kids we'd have kids there and i'm like just i know when i was a kid weddings were awful right like it was they were just oh yeah and uh and so she was like and then she was like, she countered with, well, we, but Dave and Buster's probably wouldn't be that bad. Like, they've got that room. And I was just like, okay. I wasn't expecting a yes. <laughs> Not unlike when She's I proposed. Woman. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I was like, oh, she said yes. How about that? Oh, so, wow. Uh, that's that's not where I saw that going. All right, yeah, great. Well, it's good. I proposed at Disney World, so at least the rest of the trip won't be weird. But <laughs> I guess I feel like I am the odd man out there. Like I didn't do that. I didn't. I didn't propose at Disney World. Everybody I mean, else on this damn podcast did. That's true. You're right. Yeah. Well, well, you know what? You can always renew your vows at the uh, Cinderella's I could, palace. Yeah, it was. It was the driveway of my my then not mother in law's house. That's right. Well, if, that. if you want to, if you want to be not be the odd man out, you can always just do it on your next wedding. Oh my god! Oh. <laughs> if you're oh, really true. trying to keep up with the Joneses, <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> um, the only other thing I had, I mean, aside from news stuff, is the number one trending show in, if not America, the world is Tiger uh, King. I don't know on how Netflix. it's not the world. I are you guys all watching Tiger King? Yeah, I we. Have, I have not watched it. Yet. We've. I think we've got two episodes left. We started oh watching my god. yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like this has taken over. Uh, I feel like Netflix, it, man, I I don't know how they did it, but that uh, they could not have timed this any better uh, with everybody being locked inside. They're like, no, put it out now. I mean, like quick, put it out right now. And they've then got, we'll they've got a history go. with the true crime stuff. So Netflix for years yeah, now for sure. has been doing true crime uh, starting. I mean, not that it was their first, but I was gonna say, what did they start with? I mean, making a murder was like, think, the one oh, that, put, that, yeah, that was yeah, the yeah. first one that really went viral yes. for them. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. And then, you know, so they had two of those. They did the who was it? Aaron Hernandez one. The Aaron recently. Hernandez one was really good. Um, yeah. But they've done these shows. And so they, they they've got this formula where, you know, they're buying you know, they're not always producing them all. Some of them they buy, some of them whatever. But they know what drives the views on Netflix. And so they've been really good about choosing these shows. And uh, this show is wackadoo. Like, if you still haven't watched Don't F With Cats, I can't recommend. Oh, that was, the, that was it. Yeah, it was yeah, the, yeah. The Aaron Hernandez one and Don't F With Cats. Yeah. Like, I can't recommend that one highly enough. But, like, if you like that kind of stuff and you want to see some more just bizarreness, this show is wild it's all about big cats and it's about it follows around like all these different intersecting plot lines 
of of people that have like tigers, lions, and there's like three main characters. There's one guy that is like in this little podunk town that has his own zoo with 100, 200 tigers or whatever. And there's another guy that like he emulated that is like in this upscale fancy rich area and he has like five wives and he's basically running a cult and then there's a cat rescue lady that's trying to take them all down but while, then while she, doing so, the exact same thing <laughs> right but she basically is doing the same thing but then there's like more through lines of like oh but she also may have had her husband murdered oh did i mention that <laughs> yeah. like it is crazy it is like if it's like if one of these true crime shows meets a soap opera meets a jersey shore like it, it's wild that's funny and it's so there's actually i think there's more like there's a gal on snl like obviously they can't film snl uh she's not one of the primetime players she's one of the like featured also starring yeah featured so players so yeah. you're saying she's a not ready for primetime player I, that's exactly what i'm saying okay. but i guess she is ready for primetime it doesn't matter but she did like an impression of that gal yeah it's hilarious well kate like, mckinnon I, wish I can remember her name but kate, she did it was like she filmed it on her own yeah. like it just filmed on her on her phone but it is spot on and insanely funny so there's a podcast that follows the whole saga. So this show is not related to that. This show is a documentary, basically, that was filmed since maybe like 2014. It's been in production for years and years. And the, Oh, and by the way, the Tiger King that I didn't mention was supposed to have his own reality show. And I won't get into oh what happens with God. that. But, but you've got footage from the reality show. You've got footage from the documentary about the reality show. You've got footage. For, I mean, it's insane. But... Um, but there was a podcast that told the whole story of how crazy all this was. And so that podcast is being ad- adapted into a movie. And Kate McKinnon is going to play the rescue lady in that version. Oh, that sounds yeah. perfect. So anyway, it's nuts. But if you haven't seen it, I don't know. There's probably only few people at this point that haven't. But add that to your queue. I know that it's popping up like number one at least in America, but I would not be surprised about worldwide. That is a must-watch show. And if you haven't seen Don't F with Cats, that's bonkers. Uh, Oh, yeah, How to Make a Murderer, the Aaron Hernandez doc, Don't F with Cats, Tiger King. Like, they've got some crazy pants (laughs) stuff. And then go watch McMillions on HBO. That's another great one. Oh, yeah, that is that is a great one. You're right. So there's tons of this true crime stuff out there. But, you know, people are, I, I mean, this is the time for this these streaming platforms to, to thrive. And people are looking for content. Uh, you know, I know that uh, Matt Singer, I think it's uh, Screen... Screen Crush, I think, is his. Uh, he used to think that Netflix shows were too long. Like, I'll get into this Netflix show. I'll pause it. I'll look at the episodes. Oh, there's 12 episodes? Eh, that's a lot of investment. But he's like, now that I'm stuck at home, it's like, <laughs> there's only 12 episodes? You know? Like, give me more. He's like, Tiger to King. Me, to me, man, like, that sweet spot. I agree, though. Like, 12 episodes, if I see something that's that long, it's like, yeah, I don't think so. It better like, be that good. sweet spot for me yeah. is, like, six to eight. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's the sweet spot where I was like, yeah, it's all right. That's you know, like supernatural, which of you know we've talked, I've talked about, is I mean those are hour long episodes and there's twenty three to twenty four of them. Like that's a lot. I would like, if you miss a season, that's a lot. I would never watch that show now. I've never seen it, but now I'm like, <laughs> there's too much of it. There's it's yeah. the, I, that's the problem. There's too yeah, much. I, I, I mean, obviously with network TV, you have to fill right a season. Yeah, you know, I get that. I I do recommend at least checking out like the first three seasons yeah. like after it, it gets ridiculous like, it gets bonkers right like, there's they're just like how can we extend this oh i know we'll add the devil and god how else can we do it uh a fallen angel that seems reasonable 
But yeah, network TV, it's just, that seems like a thing of the past. It's really yeah. hard to invest in those 20 whatever episodes. And I'm with you, Joe. I think the uh, HBO model, the a little bit longer episodes, so like yep. the hour-long yep. episodes, six to eight, tell a story. You're committing basically the same as watching three or four movies, and that's fine. But yeah, if you're talking about 22-hour-long, which is 45 minutes with commercials, that's a big investment. Absolutely. Isn't it weird, though, that we talk about, like, The Office and Parks and Rec? Those are 24 episodes, 23 episodes, but they're only half hours. You're just like, yeah, man. Yeah, it's easy to I turn can, through I can knock out half of this and season in two days. And it's grandfathered in, right? It was the tail oh, sure, end of, sure. of network television, so or the dominance of network television. So it's kind of, you're like, well, but that gets a pass, you know? And yeah, comedies, but- like, the thing is... I can jump into season four of Parks and Rec, episode 11, watch it and be entertained. If I go to yeah. season 12 of Supernatural, episode 20, I'm no gonna be like, going to be like, what? You know what I mean? So like, you know, you- Silicon, Silicon Valley's like that, though. Like, you can't jump into season three, episode two of Silicon Valley and know what the hell's going on. Yeah, that's not a like. See, that's the difference, though. It's it's it. Parks and Rec, The Office, those each one of those uh-huh. episodes basically can stand on their own. Even if there are through lines, you can pick up enough and just sit back and laugh and, and all that. But you know, a show like Silicon Valley, yeah, I mean they've they've been building the story since season one, and you right. would have no idea where they are, what they've been through. Um, you know, just different animals. <laughs> I thought T.J. Miller was on this show. Right? I heard he was on this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh, that's all I got. You guys watching anything good? Any, anything crazy? Uh, t- no. I mean, you know, WrestleMania is – they filmed it apparently. Oh, it's like, already it's filmed? filmed? It's it's filmed. There have been uh, a lot of the uh, – not a lot, but some of the major – Roman Reigns pulled out of WrestleMania, said, I'm not traveling. Like, I'm not – so he was in the main event. Like, he was the number two match – uh, of the night and he said no i'm not doing it he has a compromised immune system he had leukemia yeah so uh he said i'm not traveling so they pulled him out of like it's crazy that he that vince mcmahon went through with it's not crazy he's done worse things it's vince McMahon, but like yeah it, right it's but it's like it's bonkers so a lot of champions who were supposed to have matches on the card said nope i'm not coming i'm not i'm not flying i'm not i'm staying home yeah uh, some of them have have been sick and just didn't want to risk it but it's supposed to happen like they they have cut it into two nights. So it's supposed to be Saturday, Sunday or Friday, Saturday. Uh, but it's still going on. And some of them, like, I got to tell you, some of those matches are pretty dope. Like, it's supposed to be Sami Zayn and Daniel Bryan, which for Internet wrestling darlings like that is that would be our main event of any show. Hmm. Uh, so, you know. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what it's going to look like. They've they've added some matches that uh, it sounds like they're going to be filmed off site. So the John Cena Bray Wyatt match is not going to be filmed at the Performance Center. The uh, AJ Styles Undertaker match is, I, I assume, not filmed there. Undertaker like, is still wrestling. He comes back for WrestleMania. So I like, mean, I like know, maybe I that would that last match. Like, you know, if I was in charge of wrestling, which. God help me. But like maybe that's your answer, right? Maybe you set the matches in cool places. Maybe Undertaker that's, is actually having a fight in a cemetery or something. It's called a boneyard match. There you go. I think they were I think they were gonna do a cemetery match, but they felt like that may have been a little too uh yeah. insensitive given the given where we are right now. Okay. So they changed it. Well, I'm assuming they're gonna that's what that's gonna be. Yeah. But yeah, so like and, and with the Undertaker, I feel like you can get away with one match a year, right? He can stay healthy throughout the year. He can train and get his body to where it needs to be, where he's not going to get hurt. And he's going to work with a guy who's not going to hurt him. 
It's right? just, like he's it's not just working rough, Brock. Though. He's not working Brock Lesnar. He's not working yeah. Goldberg. He's working AJ Styles, who's probably one of the best in ring performers. Uh, he is the best in ring performer right now. Um, the match that they were talking about was going to be the Undertaker and Sting, and then that didn't happen. Did they scrap the uh, Hogan coming back? I thought he was rumored to try to come uh, back. At yeah, some point. That, that's not happening. I yeah. mean, that dude <laughs> when they when they took all the screws out of his back and he looked like RoboCop. Yeah, <laughs> like all of the hardware that was laying on the ground. They're like, "This is what was in my back." It's like, "Oh Jesus!" Yeah. Uh, no, that I don't think that's going to happen. And maybe he would have been there for like a guest appearance because they were supposed to be in Tampa. Uh, but that's not, you know, it sucks because they showed, uh, like pictures of what the, like they were building the set. Like it mm. was in the process of being built when everything got shut down and looked pretty cool. Like those they, WrestleMania sets are always kind of extravagant and massive, but now not so much. So now it's going to be in, they don't finish it just for the recording or anything. Like they're they They filmed at the performance center. So oh. like they, they didn't even go to Tampa. Like it wasn't even there. That's going to be weird. But again, I think it's going to be of, weird. It's one of those curiosity things where people that aren't even that into wrestling are going to be like, what? WrestleMania what? with no crowd? <laughs> yeah. uh, that sounds weird. In this tiny little building. <laughs> yeah. All right. But yeah, that's, that's about it. Oh, Diamond shut down. That was the other big thing. What? No What's comic that? book. The, yeah, no, no comic, comic books. books. The distributor. Diamond is the distributor for comic books. So that's who oh. f- gets the comics so, to the shops. Is so there like only last, one? So, yes. Yeah, yes. there used to that's, be two. That, a million years ago, right. there was Diamond and Capital. Is that right? And yes, uh, yes, you're right. And then, uh, and then, and then it just got really hard to for you know, and a lot of shops would toggle back and forth, or a lot of times too, there'd be certain products that Capital would have and Diamond wouldn't, and so you you needed to have accounts with both. And then eventually, it just the industry got so weak, and Diamond just bought Capital, and then they were done. Right. But it all and now they're done. Done. Yeah. So they're not are, done done, but like there no comic shops are getting new books yeah. uh, until Diamond starts back up. Oh, that's great for so comic la- business, yeah. right? I mean, geez, right. So if, last week, last week was the last week of new books. So you're going to see a lot of shops go out of business. Yeah, and I, I we've talked about this in, the, in another group thread, and I think um, there's one shop here in St. Louis that I think will probably survive just based be on he has back issues, right? Like he has a massive. Uh, but even back issue. but even then, like, I mean, from having worked at a comic book store, I mean, uh, back issues are a negligible part of your business. The bulk they are the bulk of your business uh, is new issues, and and so yeah, yeah. Um, and it, I don't think I don't think it is for this shop. Like yeah. All Americans, kind of like one of the older shops in the city. Yeah. So I feel like they have got like the back issues is the, is their draw, right? You know, so I just hope. You but know, you this, still can't go the... there. <laughs> no, that's true. That's you know, fair. and yeah. and I just feel like with back issues anymore, like if you need one that badly, like you can just go on eBay and buy it. You know, like it's not that, that is that has become the uh, the bane of the uh, bin digger market is like, oh, I'm missing Hellblazer issue 124. Well, I'll just go to eBay or my comic shop dot com. Right. And buy that one issue and I'm done. Like it's. So it, it, it defeats the old, uh, f- you know, flipping through a bin and you're like, oh, man, that, I am. Right. This is the last piece. The hunt is gone. The hunt is gone. Right. Yeah, it, you you know, what's weird. Like 
so we talk about we talked about that last week and trying to find an, an issue or if you were trying to find some old DVD that's out of print, whatever the hunt whole thing. So if comic book stores close and you just have uh-huh. people ordering like you know I want my Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or I want my Rick and Morty or my Batman or whatever my specific comic issue, where does all that inventory go? I can't imagine someone going on eBay and saying this old you know Superman. 23 or whatever superman 256 is seven cents like what do they do with all the cheap back issues uh, you can't do anything with them i mean no one wants you know? to buy like, them you, you could you could like, bundle them yeah if it were me i would i would take like 25 comics or 50 comics and say 50 50 comics for 25 bucks Mystery and there are people lot. that do I've, that i have no idea what's in there yeah. but there are people it that would have that. to be yeah it's just weird to think about that, like, that's going to be a thing of the past, and it's sad, and I feel for everybody, just like, you know, little local theater chains that are struggling. I mean, it sucks for everybody, but, you know, comic books stores are in the position Blockbuster and video stores were, and now look at that. Yeah, so, yeah. No, totally, totally. Yeah. Well, on that note, we should probably uh, wrap this one up. So, yes. uh, I guess uh, let's go around the table and everyone can say where to find them. This is Joe. You can follow me on the Twitter at Joey Butts, B-U-T-T-S 21. This is Kevin. Follow me on Twitter at Kevin R. Brackett. And this is Tom. Follow me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. On, uh, you can find the show online, Facebook.com slash Real Spoilers. While you're there, like the page, join the group. Of course, check out our Patreon at Patreon.com slash Real Spoilers. Five bucks a month. All sorts of bonus content. And, uh, and we like you a little extra. And uh, that's it for this one. Coming up on the next one, we will continue our 0% project with the Corey Haim, Corey Feldman classic, that's in air quotes, Dream a Little Dream. So until then, you've been warned, have you ever? (laughs) Bobby was just a normal teenager. Is he okay? Ask him if he wants a Pop-Tart. Until he bumped into Laney and the Edingers. This wasn't supposed to happen. Oh my god. From him. Now, Bobby has three days to find himself. That's rude, mister. To pass high school. I was that SAT man Saturday afternoon test. And steal his best friend's girl. Well, maybe you're not her type. I'm every girl's type. Or his future is history. Thank you for a frightening, confusing, strange, and dangerous time. What more could a girl ask for? Jason Robards, Corey Feldman, Piper Laurie, Meredith Salinger, Harry Dean Stanton, Corey Haim. You were expecting maybe Freddy Krueger. Dream a little dream.